Brappingtonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly... It's been a minute. ...weekly podcast where we discuss the happenings of the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber, and joining me on this two-wheeled adventure, my brother in maladies, Mr. Shaheen Alvandi! like you're showing off but also making me very happy i figure with your voice range it's been so long i had to go big i had to go big you know a lot of people have been writing to me wondering where the fuck we've been it's good to be missed and uh and it definitely is good to be missed it's uh i feel the love y'all feel the love and a couple of people were nice enough to be like hey man you guys all right you doing okay you doing okay most Uh, people are like yo where the fuck's my free podcast podcast, asshole fuck yeah man i miss your voice Um, a couple of people were like hey man are you all right do you need a hug i will take uh, at least fifty-one percent responsibility. I mean, it's you know, about, we can fifty-fifty this shit. I've been I've been dealing with some well, medical bullshit. To, to be fair, to be fair. First of all, we're going hard in the paint in this show. This is gonna be like a nine-hour yeah, show. Yeah, you guys, you guys better Just buckle the fuck it. up. We got a lot to talk. Get about. Get yourself a Mountain Dew. Don't you're gonna get drunk. You're gonna get crazy. You're yep. gonna take off your pants. Yep. Get swifty. You're probably gonna get arrested for indecent exposure at some point during the Lubba show. Wubba wubba dub dub. Wubba wubba dub dub. Um, uh. watched a lot of Rick and Morty while we were gone. Um. <laughs> So we, we recorded some shows. We did. And I, like, I'll take responsibility. I, I QA'd a couple shows. Uh, <laughs> one of them was just, it was just too short. We, we, we actually did a show and we cut it in half. You guys heard the first half. The second half was kind of like, meh. So, meh. so I was like, meh, we'll get rid of that one. Because we well, were about to record anyways. We are all about quality, not quantity. And then we did another show that talked a lot about customer service. Yeah. That, that centered around something that happened in my life. Right. And then I was like, you know what? I don't need to put that negative energy out there. All I'm going to say is Shaheen. Remember how like I I paid a bunch of money for a bunch of work that didn't right. get done? I right. just found out even more of that work didn't get done. So I'm like a thousand bucks poor because of bad decisions. You know, sometimes in life it costs money to learn lessons. Does anyone want to buy a Husqvarna Supermoto? I've basically put its entire value back into it. Somebody out there is going to want that bike. I'm just saying. Every pot's got a lid. Every, every seat's every got an ass. Every pot's got a lid. Every Husqvarna SMR511 needs a home. Every every Husky Beamer has a home. It's a very rare motorcycle. It is a very rare motorcycle. And now it's it's working very well. It's ready to go. It's working very well. Shout out to Bill's Motorcycle Plus in Salem, Oregon. Thanks, one Bill. of the uh, top Husqvarna dealers in the nation. Nice. And 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 our boys out there. <laughs> that was an unsolicited recommendation. That's nice. I like that though. You know, it's a, it's love right there. They've always taken good care of me. It's. I mean, we talk about this all the time, right? In the in the motorcycle in the retail world. Um, brick and mortar needs to be an experience. And if someone's able to go that little extra step to make you feel welcome, to make you feel like you're getting your money's worth and your time's worth, then you you create a relationship with them and you stick with them. Anyways, we're moving on. That episode killed it. Didn't need that negative energy in the world. I'm into it. And I, then, I, I applaud you for that. I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to be... This is Jensen 2022. Nice. Uh, you know when? So last month was my birthday month and I had... I always try to like learn a lesson at the end of my, you know, my fucking Your round around, around the, sun. the sun. Yeah. Um, and I think for me in my 43rd year, my, int- actually I was about to use the word I'm going to use for the rest of the year is intention. Mm. I, I want to make moves with intention. Fucking give me that fortune cookie. Yeah. I think, I think it's important. It's delicious. Right. I mean, we have very, we have very, uh, a limited bandwidth in our lives. And it's easy to get lost in the rabbit holes. And I think if you can do things with intention, it'll it'll make it 
more clear and maybe you'll clear up some time for yourself and figure out exactly what the fuck it is you're supposed to do mm. i don't think it's easy to do things with intention you know to, to love with intention to live with intention and uh you know i'm gonna stick a fork in that and fuck chew yeah, on bro. it that's good stick a fork in it. i like it that's what happens when you uh so i've been i've been going through a little medical yeah. bullshit yes yeah, so we killed those shows and then and then you and i had some some medical stuff and my goddamn and, mike just fell down talk about medical bullshit listen mike stand i gave you the wrong mic stand get your shit that's together. how long it's been i that's gave you the wrong lost mic stand. the rhythm of the of the setup i fucked it up that's okay i forgive you i love you you know you know who sabotaged that who brappy little step says god damn it hannah Anyway, so yeah, we uh, we you know we we've we've been we've been going through a little bit of growing pains, let's call it, right? Yeah. Uh, for for those of you who don't know, I have had some pain in my neck, literally a, a literal pain in my neck that He's has not taken talking me, about Kota Kitty. Uh, you know, listen here, you little scratchy, beautiful cat. Um, and so it it set me down this crazy path, trying to figure out what the fuck it is. Like initially, I was like, well, maybe it's like. A uh, muscle problem, and then oh, maybe it's like my wisdom teeth, and I pulled my wisdom teeth out, and then once that happened, I went down this rabbit hole with my mouth, and like did all kinds of different work, which then made me have to take antibiotics. And it turns out, some antibiotics can cause what's uh, basically like a um, a fungal infection in your vocal cords, which is what I've gone with. So like for the last ten days, I literally haven't said a word. You, you've been on medical orders. Medical to orders to have voice rest. Yeah. Along with which probably is, the worst fucking medical experience in my life, which is taking prednisone. Holy fuck. If any of you listeners take it on a regular basis, my hat's off to you. That shit is horrible. Um, so yeah, that was, that was that. And I'm sure you can maybe pick it up in this recording, but I'm a little bit hoarse. My voice cracks really easily. And so I have to basically take a fucking antifungal medication for the next two weeks. And then get scoped again. And then the hope is that that'll help with this little irregularity that's on my vocal cord. And if that if that helps, great. We're moving forward with that. I have to do uh, voice therapy. Do you have a great voice? You don't Which, need, you, you don't know, I, I thought I thought my voice was soothing and nice. Did you let them know that you have a, a well-regarded five-star Apple podcast? And they said, listen here, this is why we're trying to help you this way. Because if that doesn't work, the next step is surgery to remove that little thing and then do a biopsy to make sure there's nothing evil lurking back there. And then after that surgery, it's another week of extremely strict voice rest. Like, hey, I can't say or do shit. That's your personal hell. That's, that is literally my personal hell. I am one of the most verbose people out there. And that, that seven days, 10 days of like silence that I had to go through, I was like, what is, why? I'm a fucking good person. I pay my taxes. Why am I going through this hell? But you know. It'd be my heaven. It, it, several coworkers, right. my service manager, who is one of the most quiet people in the world, he's like, initially he was like, this is great. And then like after like day three, he's like, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so shout out to hashtag team Ann for putting up with my shit for that fucking hell week, um, which she's now in Hawaii having a vacation with her best friend. I'm like, bon voyage, girl. Have fun. Soak up some sun. Um, and so, yeah, man, it's been weird, but here we are. I'm talking again for now. And uh, we're recording. Kumbaya. Yeah, you're going through some uh, some cool life experience shit. I got a lot going on. I don't know if uh, I talked about it on the podcast. I don't think I have. I don't know that you did. Maybe we've hinted at it. Perhaps. Um, so I'm moving. I'm, I'm getting out of Portland. I'm not I'm happy with this, Jensen. I've moving. said it to you about 30 times, but here's the 31st time. Yeah, well, you know, I'm going going back to the uh, Golden State, my, my roots, going yeah. back to California, selling my house. Um, 
just upheaving my entire life. I'm like a Porsche away from a midlife crisis. Which is, uh, which is probably also going to happen, but say la vie, man. Yeah. It's been a lot. Uh, I'll be really honest. Like it's, it's taken its toll on me. I had to, to get some help too. And, um, it's not easy when you think about it. I was actually explaining it to somebody today about you and it's like, you're literally about to turn your entire world upside down. Like you're changing everything, everything, I which is not easy at the best of circumstances. Any one of those things I think is a big thing in itself. Right. And then to try and do them all at the same time all is, together. is kind of just a bad Bloody. idea all the way around. Um, so yeah, you know, like I didn't really want to make like too much of a fuss on the show, but like I have been trying to going back to your, your words of intention. I have been trying to like talk openly about it. like, I'll be, I'll be really honest. Like I've, I've had a lot of mental health issues and, and finally got to the point where I was just like, you know what? I need some help. Like I, I, I can't do this on my own anymore. No. So, uh, called up my doctor and was like, listen, like this is, I have a degree in psychology. I have a bachelor's in psychology. Like I know what's going on. Like I, I, I recognize these symptoms. I've studied these. Right. Um, you know, I am, I am severely depressed. Uh, you know, like on the depression scale, they've got like four tiers of depression and I'm <laughs> on like the second Different happy highest. faces. You're at the other side of it. Yeah. Like one, <laughs> one more tier up there and they're like locking you away. Um, so I was just like, yeah, I need, I need some help. I need to, I need to figure some stuff out. I got a lot of moving parts in my life and, uh, um, you know, I'm really thankful that I have people in my life that are supportive. Right. Uh, a lot of friends and family and, and my, my girlfriend and um he's not talking about me folks he told me about this i'm like grow the fuck up <laughs> brother <laughs> no no but truthfully you've been you've been very supportive as well uh it's good to have people in your life that check in on you and and bring you sandwiches and, and do all the things and yeah man and sandwiches heal the soul all the stuff it's it's one of those things i feel like especially in motorcycling especially with like a sport that's inundated with guys that are being like that's right lives. like I, I raced a motorcycle with one arm and a broken collarbone i'm a pretty tough dude yeah Physically, we're fine. <laughs> Physically, like I, 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 I've done some crazy things in life. Um, I'm, I'm man enough to be able to say like I needed help, and that's I think hard. And we lost a good friend at the beginning of the pandemic to to a suicide, mm -hmm. and he had you know recurring depression, and mm -hmm. so that's very prevalent on my mind. Of like, I know we have friends that are going through the same thing and haven't vocalized it. So I want to be open with my experience and be like. Here's the thing. You don't have to go through it alone. You don't have to talk about it publicly like I am right now. But right. if you want to reach out through any of our social media channels and talk about it, I am an open book on what I've been going through, what it's like taking Prozac, what it's like when Prozac makes your dick go limp. That's a fun <laughs> little after uh, no, little side effect they don't talk about on. sometimes. <laughs> like, what do you want to know, man? Like, uh, I'm here. That's not, it's not necessarily fodder for the podcast. But as a, as a fellow motorcyclist, if you're going through a tough time mentally, Shaheen and I are here for you, and I That's can certainly right. share my personal experience. Oh, 100%. With you. I mean, uh, and I, I really, this just sounds like two guys, you know, but no, I, I, I commend you. I, anyone really that, that can say, I need help. It's a very, very difficult set of words to say. And not something that I say easily. Like, I, like, I remember the first time I broke my collarbone, I carried a 60 pound gear bag through <laughs> like the entire length of the Frankfurt airport, <laughs> literally dragging it with one arm. Because I'm not, I'm too much of a guy to That's be right. like, can someone help me with my bag, please? I got this. Uh, hey, someone pick my arm up for me. Just fell. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh it's difficult, man. It's uh you know we're we're sort of conditioned as as guys. I, I you know I can only speak from our perspective, but as guys, we're conditioned to sort of toughen up, man up, as the saying goes, and just do the thing, right? And and it's very common. It's it's super common. I think one of the things that I love about the motorcycling uh, group 
particular event is that you know the distinguished gentleman's ride that our friend mm -hmm. mark put together years ago um the whole point of it is for men's prostate health but more importantly men's health health mental health they kind of pivoted in the recent years yeah, they did. from, from I, just I love this that. prostate cancer to to mental health and and right like just men uh health issues yeah because like physical health you kind of get a more or less black and white you know path to do the thing to do uh to get better from it right whether it's a broken bone or cancer there's usually a set of steps that you have to take to hopefully have a light at the end of the tunnel mental health is such a stigma that is sort of unspoken and nobody really knows because you don't ask how to deal with it and you think in your head oh i can handle this on my own this is my problems i can i can deal with it and it, it can spiral pretty quickly I, i've been through it you've you've you're currently going through it and like you said we lost a dear dear friend in fact the two-year anniversary that's coming up in, in a couple pretty of days soon, yeah yeah um and that 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 affects a lot of people around you right and um so as your friend you know it's it's really important to see you taking these steps and of course i would do anything in my power to you know to remind people that it's an open door please come talk to me and oftentimes those words aren't spoken because it's like well you should know i'm your friend dude you can just come to me anytime you want but i think it's important as all of us and it's so funny i'm usually very inclusive but i want to make sure that i make this point as guys as men uh you know as male people um it's important and okay to say the words hey man are you okay yeah or do you need help because oftentimes when you say those words that, that person might say yes maybe they won't but it's it's always okay to say those words because sometimes you don't know the uh, you know you just simply don't so it's easy enough to look at it from an outsider's uh, perspective and go what the fuck's wrong with that guy like why is he being so quiet why is he being so weird whereas you can just simply say holy shit you know i've gone through something before and i was kind of acting like that hey man you okay like mm -hmm. you need anything so yeah I'm, I'm grateful to be your friend and to be able to do that with you and i'm i'm super like i said proud of you for taking that step and you know handling it now you know the question that i've been dying to ask you is <laughs> you know would you rather be depressed with a hard on or happy with a softy <sighs> You know, that's a cruel, <laughs> that's just a cruel thing to do to someone, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> like, I literally, like, uh, I got this social worker that calls me every every week, uh, uh, and her name's Maggie. So imagine I'm talking to, like, the sweetest, nicest Portlandian awesome. social worker you can you'd imagine. And I'm like, well, you know, Maggie, like, you know, it's just really, it's just really kind of messed up when, um, you know, like, you're taking these pills and uh I just I just can't get an erection to save my life. I just I could just slam that thing in a door and it just nothing nothing, nothing would go on. Nothing. Like I you could just and and then you know I go on a I went on a vacation um with my girlfriend to Hawaii and right. she's running around in her little bikini and I'm just just pushing rope. Just, yeah, I really want to do something about that. I'm just like you're killing me here. You guys are literally killing me. Like I, I I'm, I'm a rock in a hard place. I, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a cruel, cruel mistress. Goddamn uh, mistress. I will say it, it, it has evened out over good, time. My good. body's uh, responding better. Jensen's back, y'all. I'm like, I'm like 85. percent uh, You know, you could, you could do something with 85. percent I don't know. I can, I can, yeah, I can work with what I got now. Exactly. I could not work with. What I got <laughs> just so mean like like that's all you can do that's all you can do is laugh like i like just thank god i have a very supportive partner because like we're just sitting there just like well i don't, I don't know what to say like uh 
that's just mean. Just imagine you're looking at it like, really, dude? Now? This is the this is your thing that you're doing right now? It's like, I guess I'll just have a Mountain Dew then. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guess I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. Thanks uh, for nothing. Other than that, Hawaii was lovely. Hawaii sea turtles. You know, great. I still haven't made it there. It was my first time. Oh. Went to Oahu. I did the opposite. So last month was our service manager's birthday month as well. Oh, that's right. And he he is from Anchorage, Alaska originally. Which is crazy. And so he was like, dude, one of my favorite restaurants is a place in Anchorage called Moose's Tooth. I'm like, what's so special about it? He's like, oh, they make really great pizza. I'm like, there's plenty of that here. He's like, no, you don't understand. This is the most successful restaurant in North America, full stop. And it's so we looked into it. The moose make the pizza. The moose make the pizza. Dude, this place like grossed six million dollars last sounds year. So good, right? That's now. the kind of money they make. So <laughs> we're like, I was like, okay, I wonder what it would cost to fly to Anchorage for like, I don't know, do something stupid like just to have pizza and come home. So we looked it up and the tickets for a round trip were like 200 bucks. I was like, let's do it. He's like, for real? Yeah. So he bought the tickets and him and our general sales manager, Kelly, and I took off Saturday night after work, landed in Anchorage at like 1030. His mom had gotten this, this like, she has a big printout. I'll put it on our Instagram. It's a huge uh, uh, banner that says, welcome Kelly and Shaheen to Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. It's freaking incredible. I have it in my office. I'm going to hang it up on the wall there. And um, yeah, so we hung out in Anchorage on Sunday Went to uh, Alieska Mountain and kind of checked it all out. And a bunch of skiers were there. And we made a lot of noise and had a lot of fun. And then ate so much fucking food that day, including pizza. And then we bought, I bought like six more big pies. Had them flash bake it and then wrap it up. And I checked it in on our flight on Sunday morning and brought it back to Portland. And then I, I'm sorry, on Monday. And then I baked it on Tuesday the rest of the way and took it to work and fed everyone pizza from Alaska. What, where was where was my phone call? Oh, Gee, I'm dying over here with Di- a limp penis, Di- and you don't even give me <laughs> give Anchorage, a brother Alaska a pizza. pizza. You never know, pizza might be the goddamn <laughs> answer to a limp dick. <laughs> the antidote could have been in there. <laughs> Alaskan pizza with moose in it. <laughs> the moose meat. Uh, it's an aphrodisiac. It's an aphrodisiac. Yeah. So you know, we've been trying to we've been trying to have fun. It's been busy. It's been crazy. It's been questionable at times, but. We live in a crazy world. We live in a crazy world. This is, this is what happening. happens when the podcast doesn't doesn't come out every week. The world this goes might be crazy. We might be the reason what's going on in the world. I apologize. Sorry, guys. Um, if you're listening to this, that means we haven't had World War Three yet. Congratulations. We're still here. We're still here. Uh, you know, I haven't driven my Tacoma in a week because I just don't want to put gas in it. <laughs> yeah, I had to fill up the Forerunner the Oof. other day. Oof. It was rough. I got a. I don't. Even, I don't even think I looked at the the thing. Just don't. That's the, no. that's the upside of Oregon where they have to they, they pump the gas for you. You don't have to look you want at how receipt? much it is. I do not I do, I, fucking exactly want a receipt. I, said. I do not want that receipt. Get away from me with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to tax deduct that, but no, I don't Cranky. want to know. I mean, we're not as bad as California. My brother showed the pricing oh, in like SoCal yeah. and it's like six plus. I remember. I remember when gas costs that much. I remember it too. And it's funny. I just saw a meme. It's like, this is your first time, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's happened to hey, me. It's your first time. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about it other than it's been interesting to see the motorcycle industry um, rallying behind, I would say, the general business movement of cutting off trade and goods to uh, Russia and, and in some cases, Belarus. Belarus. Um, as a former prosecutor of war criminals, I find the whole thing fascinating. I um, bet. I was wondering an, what your take on this whole thing from was an academic as, point that, of view. from that perspective. Well, it's interesting. Uh, Russia, like the United States, is not a, a signature to the um, uh, the International Criminal Court. Hmm. So there's no real 
avenue for prosecution of war crimes for Russian soldiers. Um, Interesting. And also Russia being a permanent member of the UN Security Council, as is the United States, they would have the ability to veto any action by the ICC. Boy, that sounds just shady. So it's, it's just how That's the world a crime. works. No, it's not, because I said so. It's just how the world works. International law is an interesting thing. We're kind of making it up as we go. Right. Um, it is, um, for me, what is the most interesting is not so much the military might that's been going on. And there's a lot of interesting avenues like we could talk about i don't know if this is a motorcycle podcast topic but like <laughs> here we are i swear we'll get to motorcycles in a minute there's a lot i think there there it's not being talked a lot about but i would say a good chunk of the ukrainian success in their resistance is the fact that we are as a western i'm not going to say the united states but western nations 100 mm-hmm. supplying them mm-hmm. weapons which is Something we had to deal with in the Balkan War, which is what I was part of uh, the prosecution of uh, with the former Yugoslavia. You got to be Balkan kidding me. A lot of those weapons came from the United States, which is something the United States doesn't like talked about. Um, but what's more interesting to me is the non-military might, the economic pressure, the uh, business pressure. Um, and that is a weapon or that is a tool in the toolbox that hasn't really been used in such a capacity in the past yeah and i think it'll be interesting to see what the efficacy of that is going forward i mean there's a lot of posturing back and forth on both sides there's a lot of theatrics um there's a lot going on um you know in the politics and the the just the the geopolitics of it the geography of it but we've never really seen major corporations pull out of a country like this. We've never really seen someone get, I mean, like Russia's basically been taken out of the entire international banking system, mm-hmm. the interna- the international credit card system, the international currency system. Um, we're seeing assets frozen all over the world for, for high ranking individuals. And then just, I forgot what the estimation was because it's, it's ranging, but I've seen anywhere from, uh, six to like nineteen percent of the Russian GDP has just basically been disappeared. Crazy, which is crazy to think about. Just crazy to think about. And that's that's this like Thomas Friedman, the world is flat kind of like new way of thinking about the world and and how it's all interrelated. And it and it relates back to motorcycles just in the sense of like gas prices are going to go up. When we see gas prices go up, we see motorcycle sales go up. Oh, yeah. Um, but supply chain issues, we're seeing like factories getting shut down because it turns out a lot of wiring harnesses are made in the Ukraine. Um, you know, different tr- uh, MotoGP and World Superbike are always talking about having a, a round in Russia. That's that Those talks are definitely stopped. Oh, yeah, we're they're, seeing they're definitely on pause for now. Competitors, were, there was an MXGP rider literally taken out of competition, mid-competition, because of the sanctions that the FIM imposed hmm. on the Russian and the Belarusian um, uh, federations. So, yeah, interesting to see, like, the societal pressures that are that are involved with this. So, um, I don't want to talk about it too much more. It's a motorcycle podcast, but hard not to look at our industry in the larger picture of what's going on in the world. Right. Um, I mean, it affects everybody, and and no one's really exempt from it. Although now I'm wondering, is the price of titanium suddenly going to skyrocket? What was Russia? Is Russia is such a Russia's got a lot of titanium. Rush, the big one is nickel for EVs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nickel, um, but yeah, raw materials are going to be a big issue yeah. going forward. That that supply, I mean, the supply chains are already so fucked up, Shane, from so fucked from up. the coronavirus. Uh, there was a part of me that was hoping that. You know, after 2022, we kind of see it get to normal, but it's like, 
apparently the world has different plans for now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. May you live in interesting times. Uh, the, boy. Uh, oh boy. The, the old Chinese proverb. That's right. But, um, which also, you know, followed up with the Persian proverb of this too shall pass. So, you know, is that a Persian proverb? It is. Oh, I thought it was yeah. uh, like a, nope, it's an old, old Persian pro- proverb. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the old way of saying is in these books that had these two shall pass. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. I didn't really have a structure for today's show because <laughs> we're it's been so long. I was gonna Tarantino it. Let's Ooh, start like with it. the we're newest, going, the newest getting... stuff. Work our way backwards until we run out of time. Cool, I'm into it. Uh, today, not today, yesterday. Ducati Panigale V4 SP2. Uh huh. What do you think? Uh, I think it's exactly what we were expecting it to be. There have yeah. been rumors of it. Um, you're going to have a new Ducati Panigale V4 for 2022. You might as well make an SP version of it. It's got all the rad bits. I, I mean, the SP is a rad bike. I think so. SP2 has got all the cool things that the 2022 bike has right. and then puts all the rad stuff back on it. Love it. Fucking love it. I'm super excited about the, you know. Looks great. Oh, God, it is beautiful. Um. I think I think a lot of people <laughs> are disappointed to not see another R bike be brought out. Yes, um, and I've seen it honestly just in the social media side of things from the Ducati, you know, Ducati owners world, um, where there was a lot of word of like, oh man, I was hoping there was going to be an R bike, or you and know, there was rumors of the R bike. So you can blame people like me for for kind of fluffing the news. Well, that there yeah, would I mean be that's that's a you know just part of the par for the course, but. Man, the more I look at it, the more I fall in love with it. And it's interesting because pricing has, has gone up quite a bit all across the line. And I think it's happening to every manufacturer. But mm-hmm. the original SP1, now I guess we can call it, uh, retailed at 37000 USD. And this one is like thirty nine five, I think. Thirty nine five, yeah. Which is still, I guess, less $500 less than the R that it replaced. You're getting a lot of bike. You're getting a lot of bike for your money. Carbon fiber wheels, dry clutch. Um, it looks fucking rad. It's Aluminum just fuel tank. It is absolutely beautiful. Uh, what does it got? Rizoma rear sets. What's the other? There's another knickknack on there. Um, I got to ride the 2022 Panigale. What was that like two months ago? Probably a couple of months ago in Spain. Really loved it. Yeah. Really liked it. There's uh, one downstairs right now. There's one downstairs in my garage right now, which yep. is not mine. It's yours. <laughs> I wrote it. Um. Yeah, it's rad. And so you're just making a rad bike radder. Yeah. And I know it's so funny because like you ride this V4S and you're like, God damn, this is fucking like the epic, epic, epic version. And then to think that there is one above it. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. For $39,500, <laughs> I would spend the extra 500 bucks and get a Panigale V4R. You, I still think you are, and I love that you're sticking to your guns. Yeah. Now, if they made an R version with the new specs, it'd probably be just an insane bike, and it probably cost fifty grand. But it has to be forty grand for homologation. I know. That's what I love about That's, it. That, that is actually kind of That's a great thing, isn't it? A little bit. Um, yeah, I. You know, the R. And here's the thing: just riding this V4S today, you know, in our beautiful streets of Portland, Oregon. That's it's a track bike. It's in oh, fact yeah. this new version is definitely geared for the track. Oh, it's single seat. That's what it is. Single it's seat. A monopost, ah, yeah. though. Uh, I think all the V4s are. V2s aren't. I don't know. I'm only going by what we see at, at the showroom. All the V4s I've ever seen are monoposto. That's such a weird thing to like not know. But I, I know. feel like yeah, the V2s come with it, and you have to pay extra for that little nifty looking cover or replacement for the back area. And same with the Street Fighter. It comes with a, a two-seater. 
Oh man, now you're racking my brain. Uh, I know that's what's up, man. I, I'm here to teach you things, bud. I mean, you you would probably know better than I would. You you deal with it every day. Yeah, I mean, I only see like 40 of them a day. That's not true. I wish it was 40 of them. Um, but anyways, all that to say, I could see where you would say, well, instead of an SP, I would rather pay an extra 500 bucks and get an R to go on the track and just you know because they are different they are different animals that motor is is like you wouldn't think it'd be so significantly different but it really is i feel like the i feel like the current sp the v the the version 2.0 is probably going to be an easier bike to flog on the track than the r that it's replaced i think overall the management the engine management and the suspension management and everything that i'm seeing on it is a it makes it a more for the for the better than average rider I don't I'm speculating. Disagree. They're just different. Yeah. I don't know if one's easier or one's better or what. They're Jensen, just it's okay to say you different. have a soft spot for the R. I know you do. I know and it's I a phenomenal do. bike. I, I, I would never it, argue with that. It's something I've I've accepted. I've grown as an individual. I, I mean, just, for someone that's hypercritical as you are about motorcycles in general, the love you have for the R always makes me smile because it's it's almost like I just watch your shoulders drop when you see one. You're like, yeah, that's the one. That's the that. That's the girl. That's the baby girl right there. Ooh, V4R or Desmos Dici? Oh, it's just so different. Very. I, I want to put all a, were equal. If you had, I, I want to put a Desmo Sedici in my like yep. office yep. and wheel it out like once a month and brag just, about just like this on. thing that I have that's beautiful <laughs> and weird and awesome and why hasn't Ducati done something crazy like that ever again? I wish they would. Whereas like a V4R is going to be like on the trailer constantly going to the track. Just covered in my, bugs. Being my little <laughs> dirty, filthy oof, track oof. day bitch. Mm. Mm. Just, just yeah, covered in bugs, little rubber balls all on the inside of it. Everywhere, yeah. The just undertail is covered dirty. in balls. Love it. Yeah. That's how I feel about the V4R as well. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I wouldn't know which one to pick either. This, I think I'm with you. I agree with you. Weird. Every time I read Desmos Dici, I'm like, I don't want to hurt this and i definitely don't want it to hurt me because it wants to whereas like a newer bike is just so much more rideable <laughs> it is in every way possible it's more rideable even a v4r is more rideable than that by just factor of hundreds yeah now the v4rs they're just rad they're just rad machines um are y'all drinking yet buckle up we got a long show <laughs> <sighs> um i'm totally just my mind is still getting blown on the monoposto thing i'm gonna have to look that up um so that's cool that was cool ducati the the second showing of bikes was kind of meh, but that was that was cool going completely 180 degrees shaheem okay like almost literally a tenth of the price <laughs> uh, american honda in conjunction with a company called gringer is bringing out a crf e2 electric dirt bike for it's kids so cute so, so just to clear things up, really to be really clear, this is not a Honda product. This is a, it's a Honda badge. licensed product right. from Honda by Gringer, and it's it, they license the CRF name, but it's being sold through Honda dealerships. Looks so I like can see Honda. why there's some confusion. But it's like a three horsepower, three point four horsepower. Like I love that they had to put the point four in there. So is this is this going to be like a replacement for like a fifty cc or? This is like baby's first bike. Yeah. Um. It's what's the price? It's like twenty nine. Yeah. It's it's literally a tenth of the price, Shaheen. Yeah, literally two thousand nine hundred fifty dollars. Um. Oh yeah. No, it's less because it's thirty nine <laughs> five. <wasn't> right. It? <laughs> Math. <laughs> <laughs> Math. Um. 
it, it it's got like two hours of ride time. It takes like three hours to charge it. Um, it's two and a half hours to charge it. Um, it's 48 volt system. It's nothing crazy. It's nothing special. But you look at it. It's got a twin spar aluminum frame. It's got, you know, real suspension. It's got some pedal shaped brake discs, knobby tires. You're like, this is like the perfect motorcycle to get your kid into yeah. dirt biking. Yeah. You know, it's fantastic. I really dig it. In my mind, it competes against the uh, Husqvarna EE5, mm-hmm. which is which is a little higher spec. Like if this is this is, I think you're right. This is kind of like a 50 cc bike, and the Husky is kind of like an 80 cc like bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, KTM's kind of got like uh, the Freeride E, which is kind of like a 200 cc bike, then and and more full sized. Right. Um. So it's it's an interesting spot to see that American Honda is doing this licensing gig and kind of getting into space because they need something in the space. It does, yeah. The industry as a whole needs more bikes. I don't know why Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, any of these other brands don't have something like this. Well, maybe Honda doing it is going to be the catalyst for those other Absolutely. companies to be like, oh, shit, we got to gotta get on this thing. And. And if I had to read in between the lines, I think that's American Honda being like, we have a need for this in our American market. We don't have anything coming from Japan Mm -hmm. to fill it, but we can partner with or license with this other company who do have this product. Right. And it's up to our standards. And and no need to reinvent the wheel if it's already being done nicely and you can just buy, you know, sell them the licensing to put your name on it. It has like a hundred pound weight limit. So uh, we won't be... um, so it's not for me. We are doing a test ride, even though like I am more svelte than I've ever been. You've lost weight. This is bullshit, man. You look good. Thanks, man. You look really good. It's that it's that uh it's that roar. You can't talk for a week. You just go row. Yeah, just listen to the heavy metal and just row your heart out. Just, just getting it out. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip you another 180. Oh shit! I don't know how much time we're gonna spend on this. I could either see us spending two minutes or 20 minutes. Oh, I am re- I am my body's ready for you. Buell Super Touring. I was just looking at the fucking thing, shaking my head over here. <laughs> you see me? I was literally just like, "Why? What is this? Why?" L- listen, and I've and I've made my stance clear on stuff like this. I personally like when there is a polarizing design. Okay. I don't have to like the design. I like the concept of a polarizing design. Uh, case in point, any KTM. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the fuck is this? <laughs> um. Okay, okay. Maybe that's maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Let me look at it more. I mean, this is pre probably pre-production because like I'm seeing a frame that looks like it came from an XB9R or an XB9S. Yeah. So uh, they, they literally took the 1190SX, the Street Fighter version of right. the of the Superbike, lopped off its ugly ass headlight, uh-huh. put an even uglier headlight housing assembly and windscreen, right. and then slapped two panniers to the back of the subframe of some sort of bracket but the and thing, called it good. And it's funny because like, I get it. The whole idea is, you know, this super touring 1190, it, it's sort of supposed to be like an adventure-ish bike, but it looks so compact and low and kind of like See, bulldoggy. This this is a Ulysses with a 1190 motor in there. This is And there a, are like five people in the world that likes that bike. This is a Ulysses without any of the things that made the, the Ulysses good. Right. And then all the things that made a Buell bad. Yeah. That would be the easiest way to describe this. Wait, is this like, uh, wait, are, are they April Foolsing you like 10 days too early? This this could be a master stroke. Oh, shit. Of April Foolness. Maybe that's what this is. 
just an absolute maybe right show. now eric is waiting for this show to come out and he's going to be like gotcha. well eric's not a part of it anymore oh that's right this he is this is fluid asset partners that's lap right. um melvin and company and so this bike so this we're bike, certain this is not a joke i mean they're <clears> showing this off at daytona so either like this is like the long con volusia county's got a sense of humor i've been there <laughs> <laughs> The, the joke the joke of it is how much they're asking 22 for. grand 22 grand 22,000 US dollars do you know how many other bikes I would rather own for 20 for 22 grand you could buy a half of a V4R <laughs> the good half the way better half <laughs> um, actually all jokes aside you could probably buy a used V4R for close to this yeah probably fuck's sake I mean this is supposed to compete against bikes <clears> like <throat> the Super Duke GT you can buy two Tenere 700s yeah you can, buy, you can buy a lot of things. You know how many chopped cheese sandwiches that is at the Bodega PDX? They That's, miss you, by the way. Oh. Uh, they do. Oh, I, I said so. I go, I, I go when back. I came over with sandwiches, I'm like, yeah. I'm bringing this over to Shaheen. He's like, oh, tell him I said hi. Oh, man. I love those guys. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's going through a rough patch. Fuck. I have to go back. The sandwich was so good. It like it like stirred my soul. Yeah, it's it's really good. I'm hungry now. Bodega PDX on Foster. Uh-huh. Go do Foster it. Foster and Holgate. Go now. It's delicious. Um yeah it's it's really bad uh i was like oh like did you guys even have a designer and it's like it turns out like they did hire a guy to design it like an actual designer what what does that person design before like like furniture actually yes like ikea furniture (laughs) very modern and then i was like i was like oh well maybe they they you know they got the design and then they implemented it poorly but you know because they were showing off renders of it but they're super super dark but then you start looking back at the renders and you're like, no, yeah, those have that that stupid boxy headlight housing thing too. And like the windscreen shape is kind of the same as it is in the render. Like it's just this like riot shield bullshit. And this this the pannier is really just kind of like bold. It's yeah, this, the whole thing looks like it's meant to be like a like a technical design exercise where they're putting the shit together to see if it works. And then they were like, well, fuck it. Let's just take a Daytona and have people look at it. And it's like, it doesn't look finished. It's not that it doesn't look finished. It looks sloppily thrown together by... I can I can tell you... The fucking Pontiac Aztec is 30 times sexier than this. <laughs> I can tell you with almost 100% certainty, no one really test wrote this thing. Because when you look at the light setup, right. that LED light bar at the bottom, uh-huh. how far is that off the it's front fender? pointing... Oh, yeah. That's just like looking to two, break that fender. Two two inches, maybe? Right. And then you look down at the forks, and there's like four inches of travel. Mm-hmm. So like, if you got on the brake super, super hard, <laughs> that fender is going through that light or something. Something's happening. <laughs> something's something's going to break. Something's got to give. No one tested that, obviously. No one realized that the clearances aren't going to work. Um, why? Why do these people have a hard on for the zero torsional brake system? Just because they it. have to put it away. Because you have to. <laughs> it, that's otherwise it would just be a giant piece of shit. Um, I just got really honest there. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> from the business person to me, understands exactly what's going on. Like you, you have all these bikes, you have all these parts, you have right. all these pieces. Right. The cost of developing an actually new model is is tough. So just work with what you got. Like this, this making this bike cost them nothing, you know, in parts and, and development and whatever. And maybe it moves an extra hundred units and that brings in revenue. And it's just a dollars and cents thing at the end of the day. Right. But this is arguably one, like I, I said in my story, like this is, this is a design that I would expect to see out of someone's garage. 
like, hey, I just want to get a dual like Baja light set up. And I made I got like a a piece of plexiglass and I folded it yeah. and molded it. Like, right. like if you told me like <clears throat> Shaheen, if you came to my house with this bike and said you made this, I'd be like, oh wow. I built it in the garage, bro. Inter- interesting job. I'm like, found yeah, some, that makes sense. Some, found some aluminum on the side of the road and put that shit together. For it to come from a manufacturer, for me, this is this is probably my last story I'm ever gonna cover about Buell. Because at this sure point I'm like it's you not. really are no longer a motorcycle company. You're up there with like the Chinese scooters you buy on Amazon that break after nine days. Even those look better. Even those look better. You're you're up there. You're in the Deadpool now because this this just tells me everything I need to know about what your business operation is and what your seriousness is. And they're like a twenty five dollar deposit means nothing. You so know, this is their this is their death rattle. This is it. This is it. I mean, like I'm sure they've got some some bikes left over to sell still some parts that are they're liquidating but like this is really bad and you look at the other stuff they came out with like a baja racer and some other and you just sit there and it's like this is just some janky shit yeah like i hate to be like i'm 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 known as a buell hater okay fine i feel like i'm just being really honest with you and telling you the the emperor has no clothes this is objectively bad this is objectively bad and and it's not like the 1190sx was a terribly great motorcycle when it debuted right certainly isn't up to snuff to this day and then you're gonna just kind of make it like that much worse and then slap four thousand dollars extra on top of the price tag to make this like where's the four thousand dollars of value in the two headlights the light bar the windscreen and the panniers uh inflation i don't know i don't know, I don't know. and so you just sit there and just like there's i would every other bike in this category is a bike i would rather ride and oh by the way buell's whole tagline of like this is the most powerful touring bike on the market the kawasaki uh ninja yeah that's h2 sx would like to fire breather uh, yeah have a, a word with you which so, is arguably way more handsome than this way more handsome and way cooler like a supercharger that's just rad um, and you chip it and it makes like 100 horsepower more it's here's rad. the thing I, I know that we're sounding super negative about this because we are but there is a reason for it. Um, we 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 thoroughly, and I think it's safe to say this, and I think everyone probably understands this at this point of listening to our podcast for so long. We love and adore this this lifestyle slash sport slash church. The church of Brap. The church of Brap. May the Brap be with you. We we love this so wholly, so completely, so with every you know iota of our beings. That when we see something like this, it makes us go, do better. You have to do better in order for it to move forward. Don't don't be, uh, don't become a mocking thing, right? Which is why I keep thinking in my head, this has got to be a long-winded April Fool's joke. <laughs> it just doesn't look like anyone gave a fuck about anyone's opinion of this thing and said, fuck it, I'm just going to throw this together. And uh, I'm going to charge you 22 grand if you want one. This is what happens when you have sycophants surrounding you. People <laughs> that just say yes. That's rad. Keep, yeah, do that. Right. Because like this, like I said, it's objectively bad. 100%. It's not just an opinion. It's objectively bad. Right. I, I, uh, I'm I still shaking my head, which is bad for a podcast because you can't really see that. But uh, I'm ready to move on from this. Yep. Let's burn it with fire. <laughs> uh, and speaking of burning it with fire. Oh, no. Yamaha made a 450 horsepower V8 engine for Toyota that runs on hydrogen. That 
It I have such a hard on for hydrogen power. It literally breathes blue fire, and and it and it emits water. Yeah, out of that blue fire, <laughs> water and CO two, water and CO. I I think that's so cool. That is so fucking cool. It's cool. It's I'm, so I'm, cool. The petrol head in me is is intrigued. Hydrogen's an interesting. We could have a whole podcast about hydrogen oh, yeah. versus electric hydrogen fuel cells. Um, there is definitely a movement to use hydrogen as an alternative to gasoline. Yeah, and I feel like it would be easier to to sort of you know make the current uh, uh, system work with hydrogen. Yeah. I think easier than it would be to basically put electric charging stations everywhere. Yeah, because a lot of the infrastructure you use for gasoline, you could in theory use for hydrogen or at least like um, uh, liquid natural gas. Right. Um, It comes with its own unique challenges. There's a reason dirigibles don't use hydrogen anymore. (laughs) (laughs) One time. One time. (laughs) One guy lights a cigarette and ruins it for everybody. One Zeppelin. (laughs) We're still talking about Let it go, man. (laughs) Um, But that's not to say that gasoline isn't a highly combustible substance either. It is funny because anytime somebody's like, hydrogen's dangerous, I'm like, "Uh, so is that shit in your gas tank right now? (laughs) We just just have about 100 years of of handling it. We figured some shit out. Um, So it's interesting. Like I feel... Hydrogen is really more of a thing that's happening in Japan, and the Japanese manufacturers are looking at a lot of options there for that. In the United States, it's it's less so. I think synthetic fuels are probably going to get more traction here, and there's a lot to be said about synthetic fuels. I feel like every motorhead should vote for hydrogen because you can still have that visceral internal combustion sensation Yeah, that we all love as motorheads, right? That's the first thing everyone's like, mm, I don't like electric because whatever. I get it because it doesn't make the noise. It doesn't have that that thing that makes your pee pee get hard. I've driven and ridden lots of electric vehicles and they're fucking hilariously fun. But like, I could see where hydrogen, you know, fire one up and you're like, oh yeah, this thing, this thing makes the noise. It does, it does the thing. First of all, Shaheen, nothing's getting my pee pee hard right now. That's not true. You said it's eighty five percent there. It's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> Second of all, what does kind of make it harder? Like instant torque. That's true. Uh, Tie fighter sounds oh, yeah. no, like, like there's some upsides to electric. As someone that owns a, a large displacement V twin Desmodromic dry clutch motorcycle, yeah. I I fully understand the aoral uh, values that come with internal combustion right. engines. I do not miss it though when I get on an electric motorcycle I'm with or you. an electric car. Right the the torque, the throttle connection, the lack of shifting. There's it's it's not better or worse. It's just different. It's just different. It's just different. And different's not bad. Different's not bad. Time. That ju- different is different. Different doesn't there's no value to different <laughs> other than it's not the same. Right. Um that can be uh, scary for some people, Jensen. It's scary for some people. I don't know if hydrogen hydrogen kind of seems like a boondoggle to me in a lot of ways. This engine for Toyota, I'll be curious to see what it ends up in. The the numbers My are impressive. Supra. <laughs> I don't have a Supra. I wish I did. Super be pretty cool. Don't hate on a Supra. No, absolutely not. Never. Um, not a car guy, but I do except like for the a newer BMW powered ones, I'm a little bit on the fence on them, but I still think they're sexy. I drive one. Yeah, I wouldn't kick it out of bed. Yeah. Um, it's not like Cayman GT4, but that's a whole other animal. <laughs> that's my that's my midlife crisis talking. Um, I like your midlife crisis. Yeah, I do too. My wallet does not. Well, you know, can't get buried with that shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can't take it with you. Yeah. <laughs> buy the uh, buy the thing. <laughs> gonna need some more ANR Pro signups, by the way. <laughs> yeah, y'all. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> um I'll be kind of curious to see where this goes. It it's an interesting time in in transportation because there's a lot of things going on. This this is a a not insignificant subset of the interestingness that's going on because kind of like kind of everything's up for grabs like the different kind of uh fuel that we're using the mm-hmm. different kinds of propulsion automated uh driving autonomous driving um two wheels four wheels three wheels trains planes automobiles the whole thing like we're we're reevaluating a lot of things on how we get from point a to point b and maybe that's what the buell team was thinking when they designed that pile of shit you know there's fire? so many options out there there's so many options why we not just have a thought, bad we one? thought we'd stand out by making this bug-eyed monstrosity. I'm sorry, I just had that one more. It's day. like the Cthulhu of of Don't you dare motorcycles. insult Cthulhu like that. Why settle for the lesser of two evils <laughs> when you can have the can most have evil, <laughs> the most evilest? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. He sidelined me with the Buell thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll be curious to see. I, hydrogen's interesting. Hydrogen. I feel like the momentum of hydrogen is just a little too late. And electric cars are yeah. kind of here to stay. Yeah, electric kind of got in the fast lane and stayed there. Hydrogen motorcycles, though? Ooh. That could be interesting. Ooh. There's something interesting there. So time will tell on that. I'm I'm curious to see. I mean, I keep seeing these Japanese brands do stuff. I remember Honda made a hydrogen-powered car. Yes. Um, and And so they keep kind of like hinting towards it. And to see what the public reaction is, and you know, there's all kinds of great awards for it, uh, as far as emissions and all that stuff is concerned. And again, the idea is, you know, the all the structure is sort of already there for it, and it wouldn't be terribly difficult to change it around. But like, like you said, electric kind of got on the scene early, thanks Tesla, and just became mainstay. And it's and it's common enough now where we're seeing major uh car companies getting into the game where you can now buy an electric car and doesn't cost you you know six figures we we missed the super bowl but if there was one thing you could take away from the super bowl it was how many of the car commercials how many of the commercials period were electric car commercials or electric truck commercials as as the case was um what is the what's the eu's uh projection is like 2035 or something like that 2030 2030 2030 and 2035 are big i mean that's that's coming up that's eight years from now it's not crazy right Mm -hmm. uh and we're seeing that in the the domestic market here in the u.s there's there's a big push to electrify japan i do think hydrogen is very much a japanese thing the japanese brands are the ones that are most engaged with it the japanese government seems the one to be the one the most open to having that infrastructure developed right there's they're a small country it's it's actually something they could roll out pretty easily the big question is, is like where do you get your hydrogen from and how do you you because i mean the, the biggest source of hydrogen is water mm-hmm. you get that predominantly through electrolysis which requires a ton of energy mm-hmm. so to make it green you need to have a lot of clean energy to do that hydro solar wind something nuclear nuclear has its own unique challenges as we right. saw fukushima it's a big it's a big interconnected spider web of, of issues. So I'll be curious to see how this plays out. Me too. I agree. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. And Dan? I think this is actually a story that we teased. I don't know. I don't know Teaser. if we talked about this. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Okay. 
Ducati Multistrada V4 is going to get an automatic lowering suspension. We like, did, I think, tease that one. Did we? Okay. Well, I th uh, it's been so long. It has been so long. I'm so sorry. Who are you again? I missed you. I missed you so much. You brought me a sandwich. It made me cry a little. It was good. Your sandwich looked way better than mine. It was so good. I want to get it again. That's the way to do it for me. What you got? The gabagool? I got the gabagool with the sliced uh, sourdough that you had lightly the toasted sliced for me. That's what looked good. That's what's up. That's where it's at. I got the waste management, which... I think I've had before and didn't enjoy as much either. I'm well, also, they the didn't BLT. toast yours, though. I think it would have been better. They didn't toast it. Yeah. And the sourdough, I think. I like to get it on Parmesan. Mm -hmm. Sourdough looked pretty good. This, I might try that. It's, it's uh, I think that's the way to go. I, I fell in love with that place all over again with that sourdough. BLT? Mm. The club. I've been doing the club a lot. Really? The Bada Bing Club. I like the Gabagool because it's got like the different uh, Italian meats in it. So it's, uh, it's basically an Italian sub. Yeah. Sandwich in my case. Again, completely unsponsored. Uh, yeah, we just we just love these guys. It's a small <laughs> business here in Portland. They're it's probably my favorite convenience store. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just a convenience store that has phenomenal beer and like soda selection and those goddamn chips you brought over, dude. I cased that entire bag. You did. That's the whole. I don't even. If Anne was there, she's like, "Who are you?" I don't Luau eat barbecue. Oh fuck's sake! It's like crack. Damn it! Little crack chips. I should do this. Anyways, um, Ducati. Ducati, Multistrada, automatic lowering. They took a little uh, note from Harley there, I think. They did. I think they literally saw like the Pan America with its automatic lowering suspension and was like, oh. Well, and they we saw everybody that. was like, yeah, motherfuckers, those of us with less than a 30-inch inseam need a little help. Yeah. And it's funny because like I have a 30, I don't know, 33-inch inseam and I don't give a fuck. I'll sit on any motorcycle because I can. But we have a lot of customers at our store who cannot do that comfortably and they want an adventure bike. I, I have a about... 32 and a half inch inseam um and like even i struggle with with adventure boots on they're in certain situations where like that's too tall yeah. for me yep so like if i'm you know six foot two motherfucker over here having trouble imagine what like the average size you're just a whole lot of upper body man i am i actually am yeah i got a lot of torso <laughs> a lot of torso um so yeah it's interesting they, they got other updates for the multi-starter v4 to the I think system, they did yet, like yet another update for the dash system That's for so the bad. phone connection and all that stuff. So I've been riding a Multistrada V4 Pikes Peak when I'm in California. I've been splitting a lot of my time between um, Oregon and California. Mm -hmm. Another thing that's been happening. <laughs> um, loving Delta. It's great. Just collecting those miles. Just Yeah. The, when the people in the lounge start oh, it's you recognizing again. you and like know your order and like your Mr. JB, uh, would you like uh, your bread toasted today? Yeah, it's it's great. Um, I love that bike. Mm -hmm. I love a lot of things about that bike. There's two things that are like just huge deal breakers for me. Um, one is the price. because <laughs> it's, it's only $30,000. It's bonkers expensive. <laughs> and two is the stupid navigation dash yep. thing where yep. you have to leave the screen on on your phone just fucking do apple carplay yeah so like <laughs> so now you can have your screen off yeah but it's still like i was on a ride and it just it like totally like was just like oh you want to go the most asinine route possible to your destination here it is i don't know what you're thinking what they're trying to do is is introduce adventure to your life I think it literally don't go the don't go the path peak. most used. Go the other way, even if it's the wrong way for miles. Try it out. Explore new places. It was so maybe bad. there's a restaurant that you've never been to. There it was so bad. 
I can't remember if we talked about it on the show. Or they did one, one thing that, that I actually do appreciate. Cut. So one of the things that always made me scratch my head when the bike first came out, and again, we're nitpicking on what I think is one of the best bikes I've ever ridden, is the heated grip. So you press the little button with your index finger, and then you have to use the joystick with your left thumb to toggle between off, low, medium, high. So now they've made it where you just press that button on your right index finger, and it goes off, low, medium, high. Yeah. So it's like, thank you for doing that. Much simpler. I don't need to like fucking, up, up, down, down, left, my right, belly left, and rub right. my fore, you yeah. know, head to make this thing work. So yeah, it's, uh, I do appreciate that they're sort of, I get it. I, I get what they were doing. And when it first came out, I was like, man, I feel like the heated grips, the heated rider seat and the heated passenger seat were designed and implemented by three different engineers who did not talk to each other. It's entirely possible that's accurate. <laughs> it's entirely possible. And so now they're like, oh, we should probably kind of simplify this. <laughs> sorry, sorry. We made a slight mistake and miscalculation here. And uh, here it is. So I just, I, supposedly the phone thing is better now. I haven't updated my bike yet. Um, I will let you know when it's done. Probably next week. I don't think my bike has been updated either. In fact, I know it hasn't. No, I think um, you've had it longer than the, because yeah. the update only came out like a week and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be curious to see. I bet if you just went to home office next time you go there, they'll just plug it in and get it done. It's like oh, a, yeah. it's like a oh, yeah. 10, 15 minute job. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's just oh, a, yeah. just a couple of two tree uh, buttons you press just, and boom. Just one more thing I got to do. Just one more thing. Listen, you're very freed up lately. Just, you know, all this extra time. I do. I love that bike. I, too. What I realized the other day, the things that I love about it is all the things that I love that I fell in love with with the original Multistrada 1200. I'm a little I don't really lump the the 1000 and the 1100 yeah, into. Yeah, I'm with you. I know what you mean. Where it's just that like do like the 2010 like, like if I had only one. one bike, that's what I like. Yeah. Especially if I wasn't going to go off-road. Right. And, if you're and, a road-focused person. And I love the Multistrada V4 with the 19-inch wheel like as a street rider, the 19-inch front is less of a deal breaker than I thought it was going to be and yeah. I stand behind those comments. Mhm. But there is something about a 17-inch front wheel and the tire choices that come with it right. and the idea like, I'm not, I could still hustle that bike around at a track day. Oh, whereas God, I'm not yeah. going to probably do that with a regular V4. Oh, man. So That'd be kind of fun, though. <sighs> Fun's not the word I would use. Really? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I like It'd that. I like that sort of interesting. It'd be interesting in a bad choices sort of way. <laughs> It'd be interesting in like a Goldwing sort of way. Yeah. Um. And didn't you have fun with doing that? But it's 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 the the things that make it so good are those things that made the Multistrada 1200 so good. But then, like, I'm stuck at this price point where I have to pay 30 grand right. to get what was a, basically the original. Well, I shouldn't say the original because it's not the original, but the the original second generation mm -hmm. Multistrada. And that that for me breaks my heart a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting that they chose to basically only offer the 17 inch wheel option as a super high end beautiful Pikes Peak model. Yeah, um, you know it's like it's like the top of the top of the top of the line in the Multistrada range, and that's it, tough. They're 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 basically making it where you as a buyer have to make a very uh, hard decision of. Do I like? Am I that hardcore about that seventeen-inch wheel and that single-sided swing arm? And boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, as a retailer, a lot of people said yes. Really? Yeah, a lot of people. We took. I, I want to see like one in four multis or Pikes Peaks. Uh, I think that I'm, I just pulled that number out of my head. I don't know if that's right or not. Yeah, I don't. Mm, no, I don't. I don't know that it's right. It's close, but it's not right. So, uh, 
I like it. I like your math. <laughs> some gorilla math. I'm that's trying to think where I got that number from. Is that from the press launch? I have to look at my story now. Maybe. Well, I'm trying to think. Maybe. Maybe that's not wrong. But the people that bought it are like hardcore about it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just from that, the proof's in the pudding. Like, all right, it is expensive, but clearly other people really want it and it doesn't matter to them. They want that thing and they're willing to pay the extra money for the exclusivity and the cool factor. At, yeah, at the end of the day, sales yeah. tell the story. Right. Because you and I guy. both know. You ride that 19-inch wheel, especially the cast one. The thing hustles side to side. Like, it's good. It's, it's you would really never good. know it's a 19-inch wheel. It's really good. It's um, great. It's fine. It's great. But it's good. I get it. The sex factor of that 17-inch wheel, Marchesini, and the single-sided swing arm, and the fat rear tire. Totally. I understand. It is a super bike in disguise. And that's what I loved about the original 1200. Yeah. I always call it a super bike thinly veiled as a touring bike. Yeah. Like, you can go touring on that, but boy, oh boy, you crack that throttle in third gear, the front end comes up. It's a very comfortable super bike. And that's where, like, in my mind, I always, and when I've, I've beaten this dead horse already, so apologies. I always wanted to see the Pikes Peak get more and more and more sporty focused because it is a super bike yeah. in disguise. Right. I want that bike to be, I can get on it and, and do a proper A group pace on it and then comfortably ride home with my, you know, boots and leathers and the, and the right. panniers and my, right. and, you know, my cruise control and my music on. I would love for you. So I'm going to Thunder Hill for a track day in March. two weeks. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you flew down and rode your Pikes Peak and met us there. <sighs> so many bad ideas. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> two mice. <laughs> one mouse drowns and the other swims turns that cream into butter <laughs> someone was making fun of me and they know exactly who they are someone's making fun of me for the accents that we do and he's like your accents are horrible yeah they are so bad and i'm like yeah what, what, what you see how at, i work as a retailer and not an actor <laughs> at what point did i ever say they were good Jensen has one very good accent, and it's Russian. Let it be, it's man. Russian. And I can't do it right now. It's not. <laughs> yeah, apparently right now it's a bit of a faux pas. <laughs> it's a bit of a thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, if you show up at Thunder Hill with a Pikes Peak, I will laugh like a little schoolgirl and then watch you leave little darkies behind you around every corner. And you're not talking about my pants. Mm-hmm. Um, that could happen. I don't know. We'll have to see. Let's look at the schedule. Oh, that would be hilarious. We'll have to see. I, I feel like... Um, I feel like I have to sign a waiver with Ducati or something. I don't know. Hey, you know I might just, have some paperwork I have to do. <laughs> just, just maybe, you know, just do the thing. You know then, what would sound like a good bike to take on the track, but what, actually isn't? What? The KTM 890 Duke GP. Wait, hold on. You like that segue? That, that by, by name sh it just sounds like it should be a track bike and track bike only. This is... We gave Buell a lot of crap for a dumb idea. This is a dumb idea. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know what happened here. I don't know. They basically took so it's the base model KTM Duke with more orange on it, and then they called it the GP, and they added like GP to the name. Bolt new graphics. So I don't know. I don't know the why behind it. Like why do you? Why do you need to have a new name? Why does it have to be a new thing? Well, I mean, they're trying what to really you? push the Grand, you know, Grand Prix thing. They're, yeah, that's the thing. They're trying to like create a connection to totally. the Grand, to the MotoGP. Like these bikes are nothing 
like that at all. It's, it would make more sense with like maybe the Super Duke. Right. Or maybe put a little fairing on it and call it the RC8 again. I don't know. This is this is a horrendous idea. And and when they teased the name and everything, I was thinking like, oh, yeah, like they got to be putting some sort of belly pan on it. They got to be doing something track related to it, right? Yeah, it's got more nope. orange on it. And here's the thing, Sheen, when you look at that bike, do you think MotoGP or do you just think orange KTM? I think very KTM. This I, is KTM. There's nothing about this, this is ktm looks... squared bro this is like orange is the new ktm there's nothing about this that looks motor gp it just looks like an orange ktm i could see like uh getting one and using it as a track day instructor so this would be a phenomenal is a great bike yep it's a phenomenal great bike. track day instructor bike um you know our, our our friend uh friend of the show andy debrino is in daytona right now Kick winning races on. yep on basically this bike yep and and good on him like the ktm 890 duke's a great track bike you gotta yep. do some things to it to make it do the thing but certainly not not a bad choice i just don't get what happened in austria with this well they could have called this the sandwich edition and it would make just as much sense <laughs> but, i mean like you know like just just pick a word this could be the pixie edition this could well, man, be the be unicorn so edition i'd be so happy if it was called the ktm 890 club sandwich the club oh. sandwich it could be the the chop cheese <laughs> Just renamed, just not even KTM ain't any Duke, just the KTM chopped cheese. And that would make as much sense as it. It's a Chewbacca defense. It doesn't make sense. You have to quit. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Uh, Chewbacca. You know, it is makes a more sense than the. Living on Endor. <laughs> and it doesn't make sense. I think this takes may, make, makes way more sense than the uh, new Buell Super Touring 1190. I, I hate to be a hater, but that that's just doesn't make sense. Cool bike. Neat color. I don't know if it's the GP model, but you know. Um, I'm just gonna move along. Moving, <laughs> moving. Um, one thing that as you are listening to our words right now, Amazon Prime is probably just coming out with the new MotoGP Unlimited behind the scenes docu-series. I think there's eight episodes. Wait, is it really happening? It's happening. It's fast. I'm super excited. And it's, it's like, gonna be on Amazon? Amazon Prime. Yep. Super excited. One of the best things that happened in Netflix uh, during the pandemic was when Netflix did the Formula One thing. Yeah. I have watched people that I know in my life who could give two fucks about cars become fanatics because of that. 40% attendance increase at Coda when Formula One came to town yep. after that debuted. Drive uh, to Survive. I mean, like, people that couldn't name a car to save their lives are Formula One fans, and they know the racers' names, they know the team managers' names, they know all that stuff fucking brilliant great job that's how you reach the fucking uh the masses you're talking about me motorsports fan not into formula one looking for something to watch on the netflix at night mm -hmm. it's a well done series mm -hmm. got me to I, I binged it totally got into it super cool i wouldn't say like i'm a formula one fan and i'm following it now i don't know if they got me but i'm definitely excited for the new series which well, i think actually comes out tonight yeah um and so that that's a lot of the hope of what this MotoGP one will be. It's called MotoGP Unlimited. Cool. Um, I've talked to a few people that have had early access to it and seen it uh, and went to the premieres. It sounds like it lives up to the hype. Oh, man, I'm so excited. So I'm, I'm that's expecting the, That's good the things. coolest news ever. I do know the uh, studio that did it. They're based in Barcelona, I believe. That's They've Barcelona done a, a lot of really good projects, you know, looking at their resume. So I, I have high expectations for this. Me too. I've been, I kept hearing the rumors and I'm like, man, I hope that's a thing. That'd be really cool. I, I'm dying to watch it. Uh, yeah. I really hope it has the same effect that 
I hope they release it like one, one episode at a time or else I'm going to sit at home and binge watch the whole damn thing in one shot. I think that's the plan. Knowing Dorna, though, they have a great way of screwing things up. Like I'm looking at my <laughs> my my story right here where they, they made the trailer. Right. Not embeddable on other websites. <laughs> Dorna is notorious for Listen, being impossible Dorna, to work with on it. a media level. Don't. Uh, and they they did not disappoint in that regard. On this. No. But good to see them get out of their own way enough to let uh, another production. This is awesome. Come in. I'm excited for it. Very cool. Intermission. And now, um, time for a drink. <laughs> Yamaha Tenere 700 World Raid for Europe. Wait, what? Why? Because we live in America and we can't have nice things. But, but, but this is arguably one of their most successful motorcycles in America. Why not? What? Um, because Yamaha North America is a bunch of cowards. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't understand. I, I kind of hope this is coming to the USA. I don't think it's coming to the USA for 2022. Maybe it'll come as a 2023 model. Um, it's a just a slightly uh, up spec version of the Tenere 700. It's got mm-hmm. a much bigger fuel tank. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it does the thing pretty good. I like the dual, uh, the dual caps, dual cap. Yeah. Oh, that's so old school and badass. Um, that was clever. Whoever, whoever did that. This is a super cool bike. I really hope they change their minds and actually bring it to the U.S. I think it'll do well. I, I concur. I don't know what the thinking is there. I'm not sure either. I, I mean, let's just be fair. This is a show where we're very fair. To be fair. In fact, we often announce it by singing. Uh, to be fair yamaha hasn't been great about getting the tenere 700 on u.s soil just historically it took it them a, only it took, took them some like time three years that's it was and it was you know they were busy doing things and stuff in that time to you're right so oh man i wish i, had the, I didn't plan on talking about this i don't have the numbers off the top of my head the u.s market grew in 2021 the motorcycle market. Oh, I thought you know, like people were just banging and making kids. Uh, I think that happened too, actually. Oh. <laughs> um, two brands had abysmal, horrible, no good, rotten, dirty, bad luck years in last year. Okay. Suzuki and Yamaha. I don't know. I'm I, not shocked by Suzuki, but I'm disappointed with Yamaha. Yeah, and I, I think... A certain amount of that can be laid at the feet of um, just like shit happened. Like Yamaha's bikes were on that stupid ship that got stuck yep, in the Suez yep, Canal. Yep, yep. Uh, Yamaha was definitely getting affected by chip shortages. I'm sure Suzuki was too. Supply chains are crazy. There's shipping container shortages. There's strikes. There's all the all the things, and that's fair and that's right. And I and I get it. Yep. 13 major motorcycle manufacturers, 11 of them figured out a way to still have record years. Right. So, just saying. Just saying. I mean, like, when I say, like, down, like, like down, like, 20% or something. I got to find these numbers. Where are they? Where are these crazy numbers? I, I took a picture of them. I don't have my notepad here. I feel like people got fired over this. Um, kind of thinking. I, I never want someone to be fired, but, like, I'd be surprised if they didn't. 
Oh, okay. Yamaha, sorry, I apologize. Yamaha was down about 9%. Suzuki was down almost 41%. Shit. But that's crazy. In a in a market where um like the market as a whole was up like single di- like strong single digits. Uh I think the whole US two-wheeled market was 9 9.1%. If you just did motorcycles, not scooters, 8.7%. Wow. So, like, you went almost the exact opposite way. Even Harley did well. Even Harley. <laughs> Harley posted, like, 7 or 8%. What was what did Harley? I got Harley's number. What do we got here? Harley up 22.9%. Suck it like a fig. Dang. May I say that... May I say... No, that's not a different thing. <laughs> that the new 1250cc uh, Sportster is probably one of my favorite designs of the current sportster s yeah that is if i was gonna put a harley in my garage that would be it. i like that bike uh, i'm sorry let me reiterate or rephrase i love that bike you love it i love that strong bike. words i do i, I want to ride it. one i'd like it a lot i haven't ridden one so i, I, I love be... it because again it's it's like let me look this up i gotta look at this thing again you know how much i dislike that new Buell keep on <laughs> stop talking about it i love this one stop. the opposite stop it like it's well put together. It's well. It's just a cool <laughs> on, caricature on. of a motorcycle. Hold on. I, I got to talk a little smack. I go to bikes. Uh, yeah. I go to new motorcycles. Uh-huh. Oh, sport category. Ooh, what's in there? Sportster S. <sighs> I mean, it's called the Sportster Jensen. Is it really not a the sport bike? Cruiser. Is it really? No. It's Are not. we sure, guys? Although it's funny because the one of the dudes at the Harley dealership was like, "Yeah, man, this thing handles like a sport bike." I'm like, "Easy no, there." It doesn't. No, it doesn't, buddy. Shut your dirty you face. Stop saying stupid Harley people shit. Right now, let's let me just love the bike for what it is. Don't, don't, just don't. I do like the way it looks. I love that bike. I do like it's, the way it looks. It is probably my favorite Harley Davidson right now. What's this I, thing? Why? I would if I was going to buy a Harley right now, I would happily buy one of those. It's so cool. Five hundred pound bike, not bad. I don't know why Harley doesn't want to put dual discs up front. I don't know why yeah. they put all that horsepower on that bike, and they were like, "Eh, you know, it'll stop yeah. eventually." You look at that thing. <laughs> I would need what's the price dog on that fucker? And again, the same person who was like this, five though, Shaheen. You're getting a lot of bike. I would I would gladly take that fifteen five, spend another like three grand on the brakes yeah. and suspension yeah. and an exhaust and be stoked. I I would happily twenty thousand dollar motorcycle at the end I, of the day. Dear Arlie Davidson, if you decide to send Jensen one for, you know, a long termer. No, that's crazy talk. I'd be super happy about They're that. They're not gonna do that. Asphalt and rubber needs one so that we can really just pimp this bitch out a little bit and have some fun with it. I can, I can, I know, I know their whole PR team and they're they're lovely people. And then I can just see them going like, really, yeah, really, Jensen. It'll like, come we, to a PIR. Not gonna happen. It'll do track day just with us to prove happen. to you? me that it handles well. Really, you? No, <laughs> no, no, no. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Like we'll send you a Christmas card, but no, no, no. But nah, what if nah, you nah, sent nah, one? No, 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 no. I mean, just like if you just kind of just sent one. No, 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 no. We remember those Photoshop and photos you did. No, 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 no. Do you saw that OnlyFans account? Is that thing still operating? No, 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 And this is how we recreate our relationship, dear Bar and Shield. No, 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 no. They're not. I, I don't even. This is the plea of a don't desperate even, person. I love this bike. Don't I, even fault I, them for it. I, I am looking for no, no, any no, no. way that one can somehow end up in my possession for at least a couple hours. You know, the only thing that would be a real deal breaker for me on this, and I don't see any way around it, that foot forward control. 
Um, there is a way around it. The one that I saw at the dealership had mid mids. mid controls, so you can. I don't know uh, if you can get it straight from the factory, but I believe there are Harley Davidson genuine parts for it that you can make it into a. Because the one that I sat on definitely mid controls, and it made me just like want one. I don't know what it is about that bike. It's everything about it. Every time I see it, it I'm looks like, good. This is, it's a good looking bike. It's such a nice bike. When the concept came out, it looked good too. Like, yeah. like I, I, why, why haven't you been making bikes like this before? Am I gonna go out and buy one? No, but I like. I don't hate on it. Um. So yeah, that's interesting. I do like it. I, I, I think you're crazy. You're a crazy person. I mean, but I like, am. That's there's. I, I, yeah, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Like I, I get love where you're coming that from. Bike. I love it so much. I want to ride one really bad. I know it just, and this is where I know I'm not like a stickler for just a style of motorcycling because this thing pretty much has no business in my life, but I would like to um, spend some time with one, getting to know it. Doesn't have, doesn't have any like provisions whatsoever for a passenger, does it? It really doesn't look like it. I don't think I want a passenger on that bike. I'm at the point in my life where I don't want really a passenger on a bike. No. I have a Multistrada for that, and Team Ann only gets on it, like, I don't know, three times a year. We have a car. Yeah. We have a Tacoma and a Subaru Forester that just gets us around comfortably together. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Kumbaya. Indeed. Um, God, man, I don't want to be this person, but, like, I don't know how you don't talk about it. The Brabus 1300R. Wait, Brabus like the Mercedes? Yeah, they I'm made sorry. a bike. It's it's a KTM Super Duke, dressed up like a Diavel, and it's it's horrendous. Is it worse than a certain bike you don't want me to name anymore? It costs thirty nine thousand five hundred euros, which is the cheapest Brabus you can get your hands on, bro. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably that's fair. Have you shopped for a Brabus? Oh, I don't know, four by four squared lately? <laughs> no. Go ahead and price one out. I'm just curious. While I'm trying uh, to find the goddamn Brabus story, why can't I find it? Oh, it's way down there. It's way, way down, way down, way low. Um. Oh. Yeah, it's way down there. This is like. I, you know what it was? I blew past it because I thought it was an MV. You thought it was an MV? I can see, like, there's a little bit of a dragster thing in there. I can yeah. also see Husqvarna in yeah. there. Yeah. Um, it's kind of bulky. It, it's it's just not good. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's got, like, the tail section from an RC8, I think. I mean, it's probably not, but it's kind of sharpish looking like that one. It's a maybe this is one of those bikes that looks better in person. Why is it that much money again? I mean, because it's a Brabus. I, I really don't. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's really a lot of styling. Like is, there's no there's no engine modifications. It's it's a KTM Super Duke with a Diablo looking. It's a, it, like I don't know how pipes. you make a Super Duke look uglier, but they did it. They did it. They did a great job. They did a masterful job of making a questionably good looking motorcycle even uglier. It doesn't have carbon wheels. Yeah, really, it's like, what are you paying for? Like, Brabus is a cool brand. They make interesting, great cars. They're, Listen, they're great. when you spend a half a million dollars on a 4 by 4 squared, what's a $40,000 motorcycle to make you into a full-on Brabus? Uh, you know what looks great, though? What? That seat. The seat looks that great. That is a very handsome seat. It's a good Actually, seat. the tail section altogether, I'm pretty into. 
I, you know what I don't like about the bike is that that Everything. sort of front three quarter view. It just looks too like there's just too much going on right there. It, yeah, it, it doesn't it, flow. But you know the the side view or the rear now the rear three quarter view isn't bad. Minus that I just can't get over this exhaust. Why is it there? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I, I saw that and I was that like, exhaust looks like the the here, first generation Diavol's exhaust that people would throw the fuck away because they would get a termy immediately. This bike came out and then Buell was like, "Hold my beer." That's what happened. Buell was like, listen, don't tread on my fucking zone because I am in it and I'm making some horrible designs. So don't think you can do this because I do it better. Man, that seat is really nice. <laughs> the seat is really nice. <laughs> I want to sit on that. It's a good looking seat. Yeah. That's the only thing I like about it. <laughs> it's like, um, oh, uh, same same exact thing. The ex Diavol Nero. Uh-huh. What the fuck is that? It's good looking seat though super good looking seat good looking seat yeah, great looking seat i don't know what the fuck's going on with the rest of it it's a good know, looking seat though it's a, a furniture company a furniture company and a motorcycle company huh? when it had wine together it's good looking seat and they were like hey what if i made you a really nice seat really expensive bike? seat and they were like cool let's do it and there's only like 90 of them <laughs> 90 of them coming to the u.s and they're already pretty much sold out already of course they are <laughs> <laughs> there's at least 90 idiots in the united states there's at least and they buy um uh well probably not the fucking 1190 <laughs> super torque bike <laughs> this bike has upset me i just want you to know <laughs> can you imagine the design brief like i i'm i don't know if there's like a wait there was a design brief it's fucking know, yeah, it's like we want to quarter the shitty bike market <laughs> you guys guys hear, i hear got an out. idea hear me out guys if you want to stand out just make it look like you caught it on fire barely put it out and then call it a day two ducks are taking a bath one duck turns to the other duck and says hey can you pass the soap the other duck looks at the first duck and says no soap radio brilliant let's make a motorcycle i like it that's, and that's <laughs> it what makes i call no, it makes no sense well, it makes perfect sense i understand Ugh. we gotta end on a high note <laughs> i can't i can't end with that uh, i think the aprilia rsgp moto gp bike looks fucking, fucking cool. delicious looks delicious fucking as hell delicious uh speaking of design that's tasty and hey. it, and it goes pretty good we, yeah, as we saw i don't want to give away spoilers but first race in qatar goes that, pretty good that was a listen if you haven't watched that race by the time this comes out shame on you first of all hey listen i can't fault anyone for being delayed on anything when we're like two months late on a podcast right. <laughs> don't you wag your fingers at me listener um that was a fun race and aprilia race. boy the, also did you i liked that there were three sets of brothers racing in gp yeah, that's interesting. That was fucking cool. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah. So there's the there's the Bindis, the uh Spargros. Yeah, Spargros, and then the Marquezes. Yeah. Super cool. It's weird. Yeah. Except the Spargros, those boys were up front. Both of them. Well, well, Hello. I'm sorry. Thank you, man. I'm just saying some people were ahead of other people. But that Aprilia, it was Doesn't singing suck. a song. Doesn't I, suck. I'm here. God damn it. Can I, I mean, one little thing, it might be a spoilerish. I think if there was five more laps to that race, Aprilia would have probably been up front. I think if there was five more laps on that race, uh, Brad Binder would have yeah. done the thing. 100%. Yeah. But there wasn't. And um, the race is the race. <laughs> race is the race. Um, I want to finish this with 
our first proper look at the Triumph TE1 electric. Ooh, excuse me. Electric prototype. Wait, what? There's an actual look? Yeah, they've got like a mock-up. I don't know if it's a runner or not. Oh, I see it. But they actually have like a physical bike. I think the last time we checked in with them, Ooh. it was just renders and stuff. Hey, Buell, this is how you design a bike. Doesn't that look good? This is a good-looking bike. Isn't that a good-looking bike? This is what the next iteration of a fucking street speed triple should look like. Damn. I don't know. Handsome. We don't know anything about specs or price or anything. There does seem to be some intention that a production version of this will come in the next, I don't know, two, three years. This year stirs my loin. My loins. This actually may be the best looking electric bike I've seen so far. It looks really good. Damn. It looks really good. And I love I love the speed triple, street triple mm -hmm. thing. That's one of Triumph's better But it's like designs. super aggressive looking. It's like a better looking version of the current speed triple, which I think is wow. one of the best looking wow. ones I've had. Bold words that I don't disagree with. Damn. It does look good. What are these wheels? This is nice. You know what kills it though? What, what might even be a deal breaker? What? Look at that belt drive. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird Well, choice? I feel like they're belt trying to drive? keep it as quiet as they can. Like if you have an electric bike and it doesn't make that much noise, it just makes Star Wars noises. If you have a belt drive, it lets you just hear the Star Wars noises. Didn't Zero prove that nobody wants a belt drive motorcycle? Full yeah, but Harley's like, electric. check it out. We've been doing it for 100 plus years and belts. kind of cool. Maybe it's a better belt. Maybe unlike the zeros, it won't keep breaking. Ooh, shots fired. Shots fired. Just saying. Ask me how I know. Um, damn, this is this is the like holy shit opposite of that other thing. Um, stop talking about I it. Can't. It's just stop in it. my head. Stop. When I have nightmares about it tonight, stop. You I blame you lunch, for putting it on stop. asphalt and rubber. Ugh. Stop it. If anyone's in Daytona listening to this, if you see that thing, just kick it over for me. Light it on fire. <laughs> no, don't. Don't don't do don't it. Do don't that. listen. Don't just because I'm angry. The don't. lawyer in me just heard myself say yeah, that. Don't do don't, that. Don't. I'm being angry. Metaphorically just, I'm just, I'm just, light it on fire. Yeah, don't like, actually, metaphorically kick it over. Just look at it and just make crime. the noise. Like just be like, hi, yeah, this is from Shaheen, but don't actually do the thing. Yeah, just mental karate shops. Whew, dodge that bullet. Yeah, holy moly. Jensen, this is a very handsome bike. I am glad we're ending on this note. All right, what are the? Spe I mean, is there any There's specs? There's no specs. There's nothing. Nothing. It, it's got a motor in it. You gotta love Triumph because well, they're doing. They've done this from the beginning. They're like, we're gonna do an electric thing. What's it? It's just gonna be an electric thing. Is it gonna be fast? Probably. You have to understand where this bike came from. This bike was part of a government-funded uh, inter-British company development. Like, there's like four companies and like a two universities working on this project together huh. and this is just the result of their collaboration and i think the expectation is triumph is going to then take it and run with it and bring some form of this into production but this wasn't supposed to necessarily be a thing huh so i'll give a little i'll give a little like okay, okay, okay. nebulous whatever da 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 and it's to be fair to be fair when you don't have to necessarily like have like a, a well thought out thing, like like I don't know how many kilowatt hours the battery pack in this. It right. could have five kilowatt hours for all we know. It could have a forty horsepower motor for all we know. You I'm know, and, like and, and be a functional working motorcycle, but but not be adequate in any sort of way for actual market readiness. Mm -hmm. And and therefore it looks great and it there's no compromises and it, it it feels great because you don't have to actually meet any targets with it. Right. So Reserve judgment until there's a production a production bike ready for us. Well, just on its looks alone, if looks could kill, this motherfucker is a serial murderer. 
It does not suck. That's beautiful. That that looks like a designer. Spent some time on it. Yeah, this is definitely like high five to whoever designed it. Okay, I agree. You know, now I'm looking at the picture of the belt drive. Not the sexiest thing ever, but they could probably fix that a little bit. A gold chain would be a lot better. I could learn Me too. To, to deal with it. Me too. Especially if they covered it and I have to look at it. <laughs> um, dang, y'all. That's a good looking bike. Way into it. Oh, but that fucking 11A. <laughs> It's like it's like a freight train that I can't stop looking at as it just smashes into a building over and over again because I'm on Asphalt and Rubber's uh, mobile site here and I keep going back to that. I don't know why. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Do you know how much porn I have to watch to get that out of my mind? I'm kind of curious how much porn it would take. I don't actually know. I'll have to. That's a lot, though. That's a lot. Yeah. Like, that's just, if I close my eyes, I see it. It's just, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It's really bad. It's just really bad. <laughs> All right, let's get out of the show before we talk about it more. Oh man, we've missed y'all. I it hope has you been. missed us too. It's been a while. Um, all right. Well, you know, we're we're back to our regular uh schedule, I think. Are it we? seems like I think the world's kind of back to normal in our in our little world. Um, so we're gonna record again next week and put some shows out for y'all so we can hear my soothing yet somewhat scratchy voice. And also Jensen's, you know soothing yet somewhat nasally voice whatever you know whoa i don't know whoa, I'm, just trying nasally. To, I'm, nasally. I'm, I'm trying to be i'm trying to be uh what's the word sassy I'm like Siegfried godfrey over here <laughs> um siegfried and roy siegfried godfrey i don't know where my brain you know, the guy that played the parrot in aladdin that dude that guy um Follow us on Instagram at Brap Talk or Twitter no. at WeBrap Talk. <laughs> Send me your loving words as you have been. WeBrapTalk at gmail.com. Hey, y'all, I haven't had a dad joke in a while, so oh, hit Jesus. me with some dad jokes. Um, yeah. And also, I think you and I should do a QA. We haven't done a QA in a while. That's not a bad idea. Let's do a QA. So email us, WeBrapTalk at gmail.com, your question, whatever it is about motorcycling, life, the universe, everything. And, uh, Dr. Jensen and uh, Nurse Shaheen will, you know, help you. I do have a doctorate degree. That's true. You do have a doctorate degree. Yeah. We did talk about this I don't, once. I don't go by doctor. But Technically, I you do. ought to. Technically, I should. If I was in your shoes, my fucking license or driver's, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Business card would definitely say doctor. Yeah. Doctor. So, yeah. We wrap talk at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Uh, I kind of want to do a, a Q&A because I really have fun doing those and it helps me get to know my listeners better. And it kind of gets us to answer something different than maybe what we were going to talk about anyway. So, And it's way less prep for me, so that's cool. Way less prep for Jensen. <laughs> and he's doing a lot. He's trying to get his whole life picked up. I'm just trying to get my dick working. That's just all it 85 is. 85% is better than zero. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right. I'm going to get on that 2022 V4S Ooh, and paint the town red. you do that. Hell Look at yeah. you. I rode the Street Fighter today. Oh, it looks sexy. I've been riding the Africa Twin. I like it. Love that Africa Twin. We got oh, we got an adventure day coming up at the shop on April the third. I'm there. Should come play it. with us. Doing it. Hell yeah. I took that thing out to the uh to the to the where you guys do your adventure camp. Right. And it was super muddy and it was terrifying. Oh, uh, your bratty little Brappy, sister showed us the fucking little video. Stuff sir, sir. I may have put it on Instagram. Some shit happened. Some shit went down. <laughs> um, you just showed everyone how to properly high center a motorcycle. What not to do. Great job. 
Leave exactly. that example. I, I was I was just parking it. Yep. I was done for the day. You needed a Mountain Dew right then. Um, I'm really glad I didn't go down the other side of that thing. Yeah, you know, it's just that it was so it was so muddy. It's it was so muddy. It doesn't look it in the video. It was uh, so no, that, muddy. That farm gets real. Like when we go off roading on our motorcycle, especially, we rate the the layer the layer of mud based on peanut butter rating, yeah. Yeah. and like. Sometimes you get what I call high-end peanut butter with a bit of oil on top of it. That's the shit that you were dealing with. Yeah. That farm is full of just like high-end $9 a fucking jar meat peanut butter that's got oil on top. You got to mix that no. shit up. Yeah. I went out there thinking I was going to go do the things and I was terrified. I was just terrified. <laughs> it like, is. It is happened? Happened? And you're not going that fast. You're like, holy no, fuck. Why is this so I'm scary? Not. I'm going like four miles an hour and I'm terrified. <laughs> Maybe that's the trick. You're supposed to go faster. And I'm just, I'm just listening to the Honda press in my, in my ear being like, don't get the bike all dirty. It's fine. It's not dirty. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry it's about fine. it. It's fine. I didn't crash it a thousand times. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Ooh. Also in about two weeks, I get to, we get to see the uh, Desert X in person. Yes. I'm excited. Ducati's coming by. Maybe yes. I can get maybe I can get DNA to have a chat with us here. We'll see. I like chatting with Jason. Jason's great. He's a super fun guy to chat with. He's a great, he's super insightful. He's he's, he's been he's just busy. like on every time I text with him, he just sounds like he's doing a thousand very things busy. at once because of this Ducati, what is it called? Ready for a red tour. Ready for red. That they're doing. But it'll be exciting to see Desert X. Unfortunately, we can't ride it or touch it really because it's a pre-production one and all the parts on it are like 3D printed. I know a guy. I know you do. Great. Me too. Which one? Let's talk about that guy. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, anyways, yeah. So I'm excited for, because it's like spring's here and the season's starting and we're doing all it kinds is. of shit. It was a great day today. You and I both rode motorcycles today. It was Hell 60 yeah. degrees. I think it's about to rain again, but whatever. That's okay. We're, we're almost into that season. MotoGP has started. Yeah. Um, the amateur racing season started. Yeah. For, for some people. Some people. Um, not, up, not up here in the Pacific Northwest, but... Um, yeah, we're coming out of the doldrums. Yeah, it's great. all of our friends are in Daytona racing at some level. Yeah, Corey Arch. was out there. Andy's out there. Shalina's out there. Rennie, Rennie's out there. Rennie's back in America. Welcome Fuck back to yeah, America, Rennie. Welcome Rennie. back, Rennie. We've been missing you, buddy. Um, I think I heard something about Troy Siahan doing a little racing. He's so cute. He's adorable. I love He's him. just so just I'll those put him cheeks. In my pocket and take him everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Troy. Yeah. Is he still rocking that crazy facial hair? Yeah, he looks stupid. A fucking Wolverine. He He's looks like, a like mini a little Wolverine. Asian Wolverine. <laughs> little Filipino Wolverine running around. It's adorbs. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's good times. Anyways, I'm out of here. Good talk. See you All out right, there. buddy. Bye. Make good choices. 53rd. Don't make good choices. 54th. <laughs> Don't fuck with my mantra. <laughs>